Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Let's just say I like to live life on the And to give my small business the same edge, I turn to IHG Hotels and Resorts. Just signing up for IHG Business Edge gave everyone at my company a chance at saving at over 5,800 hotels worldwide. And my registered travelers receive Silver Elite status after just one stay. So either way, I keep my edge. Sign up now at businessedge.ihg.com. Terms apply. Coming up on TMS. Pour some coffee on me. I don't like rapid unscheduled disassembly. Vending machines. They have the meats. Without me, how would my headache get around? A bicycle built for Chuck. You're wallowing in your own filth, Jerry. That one gets in my cheese and melts it. Caffeine bear. Open the pod bay doors, Brian. You almost became a bear sandwich. Once there was this guy who sang karaoke and came down to Vegas. If drunk karaoke singers are known for anything, it's coordination. They call me Caramello. Teats on the moon with Amy. (laughs) Third eagle of the therapist with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. We'll only air episodes involving whales and really big sea creatures. Isn't that every episode? I could host on location from the Caribbean with a few humpbacks. Maybe a giant seahorse. That's ridiculous! Obey your air raid The Morning Stream. We're back. We're bad. You're black. I'm mad. <laughs> I, I don't have any memory of what that's about. Why isn't this oh, really? Down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Lethal Weapon 2, I think. Was it? Why yes. I think? And, oh, uh, Got it. Somebody wrote that in a script. Well, you know, it's certainly possible that was improvised because I think a lot of the Lethal Weapon stuff was improvised. But Yeah. It must have yeah. been, yeah, because what I have is I have a whole whole bunch of ancient uh, Fletcher clips that aren't, they're not new. Some people think they're new, like he's giving me new ones, but some sure. of them are just really old that we never used for film sack as a movie got bumped, or I held on to his little intro bits or whatever, Yeah, and now they make for really good TMS intros, so that's what we got they're here. Perfect, yeah, especially uh, especially that, that one, which is not even on the first page of dumbest things that Mel Gibson has ever said. No, there's there's a whole list, man. We don't even yeah. want to get into that, do we? Yeah. We do not. Uh, well, anyway, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett, and we have a show for you. Hello. Yeah, it's a, it's a Thursday, and uh, there's a lot going on around here. 
Uh, I want to remind people of the morning forum. We're not going to actually give it away on Monday because it won't be here. We'll be in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's but right. uh, the winner will be picked the following Monday. And then we'll do a new one and all that. So anyway, if you haven't already entered, go do it. Frogpants.com slash the morning forum. Uh, a frog pants fun pack is on the line and you could be the random winner. So go check that out. Uh, bro- oh, frog I hear- pants fun pack. I hear some coffee. That really wakes me up to hear it. I don't even have do to hear drink me it. pouring the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like I have a psycho diner, my diner craft. Hey, yeah. honey, can I refill your coffee? <laughs> I feel no, I, I feel a weird sense of like I don't need the caffeine that's in there, but me hearing it does something <laughs> to my head. That's weird. Oh, it's great. Do, yeah. uh, Kim does Kim drink coffee or she, no? She does, and she has she, does. she has all sorts of fancy tastes and that sort sure. of stuff. So like let's say you guys go to a diner. Yeah. And uh uh you're having your breakfast, uh you get your coffee. And Kim puts, uh, does she a sugar and cream or? Uh, she'll do some cream, low. a little sugar, maybe. She's more of a like, uh, ooh, what weird flavor do you have here? Gotcha. And she'll try like, that. oh, a hazelnut. Yeah. Blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, she'll try so, that. So then she doesn't, she probably isn't then getting the refills when they come around and say, could I refill your coffee? Oh, um, right. Yeah, not Tina, normally, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Tina uh, works very hard on getting just the right balance of. Uh, sugar and cream until it's until the coffee is just perfect and then she drinks some and then when the waitress comes around or the server comes around to say yeah. can i can i top you off she physically blocks sometimes with both hands her coffee because she's gotten it to exactly the right uh flavor profile oh wait she'll she'll like go like hands over cup and- like like if, like she'll just especially if her mouth is full you know she'll be like <laughs> like cover it up like no try try pouring that coffee through my hand into the cup just try it oh man that's hardcore uh yeah and she but she is a uh, you know i'm like oh sure i've already i've already like you know splendid and creamed mine hello mm-hmm. that's, uh, hello. A, that's but, a title right there yeah um and I don't care if like they top it off and it's like, oh, well, now it's a little bit more coffee flavored. How is it? Oh, it's very good. It's a different thing. Yeah, but, that's uh, that's crazy. So when she does it, is she just like full on like uh, here's here's a little creamer. Here's a little sugar. And she's going. Yeah, it is. Little taste. Nope. A little more sugar. Nope. A little more creamer. And it's not a far fetched thing to see tina after her first cup of coffee with a an array of empty little plastic creamer cups <laughs> and scattered sugar packets partially in full partially empty partially full uh <laughs> i love it i love it it's quirky and weird i love it that's it is awesome. totally quirky and weird but uh, uh yeah that's why i love her that's great here's some uh here's some quirky i just this is just in we got breaking news uh, oh, good! Breaking, breaking news. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost a terrible use of the word because it's kind of. Well, you'll get why. Uh, okay. SpaceX had a big, important launch oh. today, <laughs> yes. and they launched their uh, Starship rocket, and it was a big deal. Uh, and what I yeah. love about it was, there's my favorite thing. They they did a little uh, report afterwards, and this was the quote from SpaceX directly: uh, "As if the flight test was not exciting enough." The Starship experienced a rapid, unscheduled disassembly before stage separation. <laughs> disassembly. Yeah. So a I'm forceful gonna, disassembly. So I'm going to start saying rapid, unscheduled disassembly. Anytime something yeah. breaks, explodes, pops, whatever I need, a tire blows out. Oh, what happened? My tire had a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. <laughs> That is a that's that's as uh, that's as great a euphemism as a conscious uncoupling. <laughs> 
That's also good. I like. We, did, uh, yeah. we didn't break up. We had a conscious uncoupling. Yeah, it feels it feels like they're trolling us just a little bit by calling it that. Yeah. But uh, that's right. I beat you, Genie Saras. By the way, I know that there's a delay on the uh, the 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 uh, chat. Yeah, but I Scott can verify. I said that right before you confirmed. That in the chat. Confirmed. But it also says that you're both of the same mind and also great, qu- great quality smart like. people. Yeah. Yes. So well done, Genie you Saris. guys. Well, but done to both of you. You're the best Saurus, I, I I should say. Oh yeah, you're not a Prickosaurus, which is what we used to call people we didn't like in high school. <laughs> really, a Prickosaurus. Prickosaurus, yeah. It was like if it was somebody super rude, like they'd say, you know, what do you think of I don't know Terry, and I'd go, uh-huh. oh, that dude's a Prickosaurus. That's how you say it. <laughs> I don't know why that was just the thing Aww. that stuck, and we did it all the time. Uh, okay, we got a morning form reminder. We've done that. How about a, a great Vegas question uh, in the form of a Ooh. call, Brian? How about that? Love it. I love Vegas questions. All right, Send good. me your Vegas question. Here it is. I'll play it. Hey, Brian and Scott. This is for TMS. This is Andy. I hope y'all are doing well. We got TMS Vegas coming up next week, and I'm excited about that. I'm going. I'm going to karaoke night, and that got me thinking of this question to ask you all. Uh, I'm wondering if you could sound like any singer that you wanted to, any singer that you wanted to, who would it be? For me, I think it's either Chris Cornell, just because he's just got an amazing voice and can Good be choice. so much energy yeah, and, like and you know, so much passion, you know, just from one moment to the next. Uh, or it's it's uh, Brad Roberts, the crash test dummy guy. Yeah, I like that he did a little sample at the end. That was great. Uh, yeah, uh, Brad Roberts is is I think an even better pick. I love Chris Cornell's voice. I think they're you know nobody just like the title of his cover album. Nobody sings like him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. But in the context of like getting up and doing uh, karaoke, yeah, is yeah. There, there's no better choice than the Crash Test Dummies guy. Because it's just uh, so awesome. You get up there and go, it doesn't matter what the song yeah, is. But you know? He doesn't have, I love Brad Roberts. I know there's a, there's a great, uh, he did a great solo album, a live album called Crash Test Dude. And he covers things like uh, Androgyny. He covers, um, uh, he covers, he does some old uh, Crash Test Dummy songs. But I feel like, you know, people are going to get sick of you going up there. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. I don't know. You're selling me on it, though. Am I really? Is yeah. it really? Okay. You're All selling right. me on it. I don't know. Maybe I would get tired of it. <laughs> or, uh, but I like it. You could be my silver spring. <laughs> I love that Superman uh, song he does. I could hear that right now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, fair enough. What would you? Uh, so, who would you choose? What do you got? Adele. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I could sing like Adele, hell yes. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't on. you? I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I? Yeah, especially in her uh, like even her high pitched female voice. Imagine that coming yeah. from Brian from a stage. Yeah. Uh, no, I will tell you exactly who it is, and people are going to go, who? As if I just said Star Lord. But uh, I'm going to say Paul Carrick. And there's maybe eight people in the audience who are saying, oh, Paul Carrick, good choice. So Paul Carrick, you know from 
uh, Squeeze. He was lead singer. Uh, he only was with the band for two albums, two two albums about 15 years apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his big song with Squeeze was Tempted. Tempted by the fruit of another. Oh, you know, that, that song. song's great. Yeah. That song is great. But he was also with Mike and the Mechanics for a long time. And their biggest hits, uh, Silent Running, Can You Hear Me Running? Uh, Can You Hear yeah. uh, And, uh, um, what was the one about his father? Uh, say it loud, say it clear. Oh, you can listen as well. Yeah, that one. He's got anyway. some cool music. I dude has some amazing range and one of the most controlled, soulful voices. Um, still sounds uh, absolutely amazing. But, okay. Um, All right. Yeah, Paul Carrick. If I could sound like anybody, freaking Paul Carrick. Okay. That sounds, a question. that sounds fair. He's done. Oh man, he's done songs with Linda Ronstadt, The Eagles, Diana Ross, Tom Jones, yeah. Michael McDonald. Give me a sandwich. Maybe uh, throw some change. I miss, I miss that guy. Uh, just see, well, he's not dead. I think he's still alive. No, anyway. he's still alive. Yeah, like, he's still around. He's still with us. Elton John, John Cla- or, uh, Eric Clapton, uh, Roxy Music. Man, that guy busy. Ringo yeah, Starr. He's yeah. Like, like, here's what you do, and I'll bet I haven't even looked, but I'll bet if you go into Apple Music and say Paul Carrick Essentials or something like that, you will get a playlist that will blow your mind as far as the uh, uh, the, the 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 range, the width and breadth. Of his music, yeah, his contribution. See, and my concept of this is: do I how goofy do I want to be? Do I want to be? Thank you, Derek. Mm, do I want to sure. be like uh, Tiny Tim? Yeah, or something. You know, like Ronnie D- James Dio doing feelings or something. You know, like just a <laughs> like a, one of those yeah. metal hair guys, Rob Halford or something. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, something yeah. like that where everyone's just like, "Whoa, I can't believe that version of uh, I don't know what's a what's a what's a karaoke staple." Uh, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart Total is the number the one. Is it really? Uh, I don't know if it oh. really is. You know what? That's a really good question. I, I, I bet that, jeez, uh, Cara, Cara Fun and all these karaoke apps should be able to tell you what the most karaoke song is. I'll bet it's different now than it was 20 years ago. But 20 years ago, clearly, it was it was Total Eclipse of the Heart. Well, let's see what Billboard says. Oh, is there like a Billboard chart of most karaoke music? There's one that's it's they're just their list is the greatest 100 karaoke songs. So this might be just their picks. Okay, I think yeah. it's just their picks. But uh, let me see if I oh, can. Oh, Sweet find. Caroline's got to be up there. Yeah. So it's number uh, one. Number one, they claim is Shania Twain's "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" oh, from 1998. God, yeah, it's. Oh my God, we're here at this bachelorette party. Uh, we should totally get up there and do "Man, I Feel Like a Woman." Let's get all six of us up there, and we're totally drunk. <laughs> yep, you're not wrong. And then for the yeah. men, it's uh, or maybe the women still. Backstreet Boys, "I Want It That Way" is number two. <laughs> I want you are it. my fire, my <laughs> one. And you see the little dot going. Desire. Yep. Yeah, and it's always videos of uh, some random couple walking on the beach mm-hmm. uh, with the with the words in front of it. Yep, that's the rule. There's also they got Gloria Gaynor's "I Will Survive." It's a pretty good yeah. one. I did that one with my Brad Roberts. Uh-huh. Uh, you got your uh, your Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. That makes sense. Oh, that's a bad choice. You think Sorry, that's but bad, bad choice. Why, I what? think bad choice uh, because there's so much going on in that song. You're not going to be able to do 
Um, you know, oh, mama mia, mama mia, mama mia, let me go, Beelzebub. And which, you know, there's there's harmonies going on there. Which voice do you do yeah. for Beelzebub's Got a Devil Put Aside for Me? And, yeah. You'd have to have, it has to be mandatory multiple people at once. And they'd I have to so. be coordinated in a way that's... They'd have to be organized. Yeah. And one of you, only one of you can do any way the wind blows. Yep. And it has to be the guy that yeah. can go a little high. Uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper Shallow from that movie, uh, The Star is Born, Dale. <laughs> Star is Born, yeah. Uh, Alanis Morissette's The You Ought to Know is number six. Okay, that's, that's uh, I'm drunk and I'm, I'm going to do this because I'm pissed off. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm song. mad. I got a jagged yeah. pill stuck somewhere and I'm mad. Uh, number seven, they have Nicki Good Minaj. Job, by the way, by the way uh, I want to commend you. This might be the first time you haven't said bitterest. Yeah, I got it right. For, for Alanis Morissette. So I got well, it right. Then, yes. I have a little post-it note right here that says, uh, never say that Alanis again. Alanis equals bitterest, or Alanis <laughs> equals jagged. The jam equals bitterest. That's right. Uh, number seven, a song I don't even know. Maybe I do. Nicki Minaj's Super Bass from 2010. Do we know that? Yeah, we probably know it. I can't. I would not be able I, to. I do uh, not know what that is. Uh, Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places. I don't want to be at that karaoke. I don't right. need to hear that song ever again, thanks to the 90s and no. being a wedding DJ. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I got a lot of I have fond thoughts about Garth Brooks as a person. Sure. Oh, yeah. But I don't like his music very much. He's a mensch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brian, number nine, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. There number we nine. go. It had to be it had to be up there somewhere. Uh, finally, number 10, Brandy and Monica singing The Boy Is Mine. The Boy Is Mine. Yeah. Sure. Okay. 98. A lot of 97, 98s in here. Yeah. What yeah. happened there? That's weird, isn't it? Girls just want to have fun. There's an old one. There's some of these down the list. Sure. Uh, four Could non-blods. Shot. Somewhere, some Pat Benatar on there, I'm guessing. Yeah, Benatar's in here. Aretha Franklin's Respect is a big one. Yeah. Uh, B-52's Love Shack. That uh, sounds of right. I'd do that. I got me. I cry. I'd do that part. Sure. Well, let's, uh, you know, there there is going to be a karaoke night uh, going on in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh We'll we'll drag you there, and the only thing you have to do is I got me a Chrysler. It's, it's about twenty. Wow. <laughs> All right, you know what? You may have just—I hate karaoke, but you may have just made the one case for what I would be willing to do. I'll get up and do Fred. What, what's his name? Fred. Uh, Fred uh, Schneider. Schne- Fred Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll Schneider. do that. Down, down, that guy. He's great. <laughs> and Love then him. we get Claire to go tin roof. That's right, rusted, God rusted. Damn <laughs> yeah, God damn it. <laughs> All right, uh, God damn it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's say. Oh, a quick fond farewell to my in-laws. Uh, many of Aww. you who have come to Nerdtaculars before uh, will remember Steve and Sarah, Kim's sister Sarah, and her husband Steve. Uh, they're always there and they're always helping with stuff and uh, kind of a, you know, you'd always see if we had an event, they were there if it was local. Anyway, yeah. they um, <clears throat> got, uh, so they bought a bunch of land in Mississippi and they left today in a giant 25 foot truck and three cars that includes them, their two kids, uh, they're still home and uh, five dogs because she's a breeder and so mm. she has to take these dogs with her. I don't know how that's going to go for a 25 hour drive. Uh, but they're on their way down there. They're building down there. They've got this amazing property. It's ten acres, but one one of or, or part of the acreage overlays a lake, and that will be their land. So they can like put a dock on there and you know Have stock it with boat. fish and oh, all that. Yeah, so cool. it's pretty awesome. It's gonna take them a while, and Steve's gonna build like his dream shop. And I'm really excited for him. But it kind of sucks because they've been here. As long as we have her, her sister moved up here just shortly after Kim did back in the nineties, 
and this is their first time uh, going anywhere else. It's like out of state. They were in Ohio for a couple of years, but anyway, fondest farewell. They might be listening right now. Everyone be nice. Oscar, don't be mean to your mom. Uh, what else? Um, I hope the dogs don't puke. Good luck to everybody. Because that dog is a car puker. One of them is. Oh, no. Oh, we got it. 25 hours. I mean, you basically have to just give that dog nothing but uh, liquid. Yeah. <laughs> liquid yeah. diet for the whole ride. Yeah. Right? It's funny, though, too, because the other four are all pretty chill, like no no big deal. But this one, just a little bit of a, of a, of a nightmare. But anyway, oh, uh, we're going to miss him. But uh, they stayed here last night, slept on a, on a mattress because their house is all cleared out. And wow. All that stuff. We had five dogs sleeping down here. <laughs> The mattress. Great. It's the mattress. Can't you see? It's the mattress. It's the mat. We've got to get rid of that mattress. Got to get rid of the mattress. Yeah. Everybody go watch, uh, you know, Hellraiser. Go, go watch Hellraiser. It'll make you, you'll understand. All right. <laughs> the weirdest uh, out of context uh, comment, I think. Ever. I think so, but it works for me. Um, all right. We're going to get Red Fraggle in here. You might know her cool. as Red Fla- Fraggle, or you might know her as Amy. Uh, Amy's coming to Vegas, but also a part of the show on the weekly. She does a Thursday episode thing, and we're going to do it right now. One of the things that I enjoy also is reading. Oh, us too. And the reason we enjoy reading oftentimes is because our good friend Amy comes by and gives us great recommendations that we can then go read ourselves. Amy, welcome back to the show. Good morning, friends. Good morning. You know, every time I hear my little, you know, welcome music, I I sit here in my chair, my head bops back and forth, and I'm just like I'm skipping along down the path. I love it. I love my. There's a little visual, right? A little animated visual that seems to go with that in 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 our heads. Yeah, you are. You know, you're our Jordy or not Jordy Forge. You're our Levar Burton here. Our 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 little (laughs) personal reader. I do picture Amy with a with actually like a picnic basket full of books. Yeah, like you said. Skipping down a path with flowers on either side, and perhaps there is a rainbow behind her. Oh, look. Oh, this is there a great visual. Go. Well, it's good Take to have you here. It's in a book. That's right. Take a look. <laughs> it's in a book. The Reading Rainbow. Hey, uh, you brought something with you this week for reading. Uh, that'll be good because, you know, for people who are traveling and maybe overseas for our big event, maybe they could grab this book and read it on the plane, you know, that sort of thing. Well, in light of that, I actually, as far as the books are concerned, it's several, but they're short. And so today, friends, is Poetry Day. <gasps> oh, poetry. And it's going to be lovely. So All right, we'll I'll see you guys start. in about 10 minutes. <laughs> no, trust I'm me, kidding. you want to stay. I'm kidding. Uh, Brian, was so, a, he's a poet at heart. All right. We're going to find out just how much here. All right, go ahead, lay it on us. What do we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we can start with uh, with the clip that I brought. This one, uh, Claire will enjoy this one, I think. Oh, geez. All right, well, we like doing things she enjoys. Here you go, check it out. <laughs> the moon's gravity is only one-sixth of ours. My tits would be awesome there. <laughs> Taking a bath on Earth, breasts float. The liver lifts off the kidney. The small of the back arches up and off the bottom of the tub, curling like an instep. And very quickly, the body forgets. Forgets everything it knows about gravity and burden bearing. It's a house cat who was whisked through the legs of a visitor out the screen door into the night. And even before she's off the block, she loses all recollection of what her life has been. The food dish in the afternoons. The name you call her. The collar around her neck, whose tag may as well be blank. There are two ways to end a bath. In the movies, women step out of the tub and into a plush towel 
often reflected in a steamed mirror in deference to the censors. I prefer to pull the plug and let it drain around me. The organs settle heavy on each other. The breasts flatten down against the ribs, hair clings to everything it can, and the body is re-yoked to itself. The posture that was appropriate for floating looks limp and broken now. The steaming human form on the bottom of the tub looks like it might have fallen there. The porcelain crater, a product of the impact, or maybe it was dropped there from the jaws of the house cat, out all night, play hunting. Whatever you get when you take a bath, the bath takes back. And those five-sixths are yours to carry. <laughs> I absolutely love that. That this is, is the, This awesome. is the weirdest haiku right? ever. I think <laughs> the syllables are totally wrong on this one. Oh, it's this Brian's kind of poetry. Counting. He's like, oh my like, God, hey, there's like 18,000 was... too many. Mm, exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. So that sounds awesome. Yes. Who is this? I, she sounds familiar too. I don't know why. Well, her name her name is Dessa, and uh, she is a a hip hop artist and poet, and also a, a short story author. She is amazing, and uh, that was called Tits on the Moon. And um, <laughs> okay, which I, I just loved that. I saw her perform that live, and I I just love the the imagery because I do that. I don't know if you guys do that, but like when you take a bath. You know, like she says, you got a choice, right? You can mm-hmm. get out when the water's still in there, or you can just sit there while it drains out. And as it drains out, you get heavier and heavier. Yeah, and, the, that, and I was like, is, "Oh my god, that's so relatable." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's been a long time since I've uh, taken a bath. I, well, I mean, I don't know how obvious that is. <laughs> it's obvious, I mean, Brian, how horrible of a bath. It's obvious how are. long it's been since I've taken. It'll a be shower, obvious too. when we get to Vegas. That <laughs> <laughs> I've used any cleaning products whatsoever. Yeah. But no, I'm not a I'm not a bath person uh, for whatever reason. But when I did take baths, that's absolutely what I did, and it was less about. Oh, let's feel the gravity of stuff like going back where where it it was when it's not floating, and more about, dang it, this what's cold out there. I want to be in this warm water as long as possible. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. a good way of putting it. And I just did a bath the other night, just to sort of self care, chill out, relax uh-huh. my muscles, kind of thing. And um, same deal. I hit the thing and I listen to that sound of it swirling away and sucking its way out, and I just lay there until it's gone. I love it. Yeah. So she was speaking my language for sure in this as well. And it sounds like even Brian back when he took baths and uh, back in the day, 1985, <laughs> back in the day when, the day. when Brian bathed, when I, um, when I took care of myself yeah. back then. Yeah. 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 I, I, so yeah, I, yeah. Have, I have several books that I can recommend with like a little short form poetry. If anybody's interested, these are, some of them are great. And some of them are, are in fact um haikus or uh you know just just little short poems um one of them in dessa's book called spiral bound which is it's it contains poems and also some short stories but this one is called my new purpose without me how would my headache get around that's it. That's, the whole that's pretty that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and um, then I also I also wanted to recommend um, there are a few that you can go out on YouTube and I'll I'll put links up and everything um, for all of these because some of them are are available on YouTube. Vance Gilbert has a poem called "The Day Before November." Mm. And it is, I wanted to play that one, but it's like five minutes long and, <laughs> and, and, and there's no good place for me to clip it, but 
just trust me. You you want to go listen to Vance because Vance Gilbert, of course, is a singer songwriter, but he has this one, uh, you know, one spoken word piece that is so haunting and it's really good. Never heard the uh, name before. Uh, and, and he's known for this. Like he's, you know, I should do. Yeah. Should I know him? I feel like I well, should know him. I don't know. I mean, Brian probably does. Um, but yeah, Vance Gilbert, mm. he's a he's a singer songwriter. Um, he has a lot of songs, but they're not like, you know, he's kind of an indie artist. Um, so no, no yeah, karaoke like, hits from this guy that you're aware of. No, okay. no. I mean, I would, I would, cause Chuck knows how to play a bunch of them on the guitar. So I karaoke that, but that yeah. doesn't make it, you know, yeah, yeah. that doesn't make it. So, no. um, and then, uh, I've mentioned before, uh, Jim Infantino, he also has a slim volume of poems. A lot of them are like lyrics to his songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also some poems in here, like one called I Woke. Mm. And it says, I woke in the blue morning. You smiled and kissed me. I rubbed your belly, dissolving all facts. A warm ellipse, a smile, a kiss, and this, and this. <laughs> and the sky would be out all day. Wow. I love that one. Wow. That one gets in that your one, cheese and melts it. That That's one makes good. my bottom tingle. Ooh. Um, Hello. So. All right, then. We're not in Vegas yet, okay? Let's, uh... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, these are great. I don't I mean, I, I, it's probably, is it hard these days to know? Like, I feel like if you go to uh, the Kindle store or you go to a bookstore even, it's pretty obvious what the hot sellers are or what your genres are. You know, regular book reading is kind of an easy access kind of deal in our modern era. But if I walk into a bookstore or even go to Amazon or something, I don't know what to even look for when it comes to poetry. I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. doesn't feel like yeah. they may even mean, have a section at Barnes and Noble, but I don't know where to go over there and what to browse and who to talk to or, you know, any of that stuff. So how would how do you suggest finding new and good poetry? Well, OK, um, you know, ask me for starters, but also and and <laughs> I mean, a lot of times um, Brian might be a good source because, like I say, a lot of times singer songwriters, you know, they'll come up with lyrics first, but then they yeah. never quite get a melody down, but they still write the thing down, which mm. is kind of how legitimate gripes came about. Um, and uh, Jim Infantino also used to do like what he called napkin poetry, like he'd do these live sets where it was almost it was just like improv and you know he would write poems on the spot on people's cocktail napkins oh that um, would be so cool to have really, something like that you know really really cool yeah. yeah um i i found out about dessa from going on the joko cruise uh she was one of their artists there um and then some of these i just kind of found out about like um chuck Chuck knows about Vance Gilbert because he's one of his favorite artists. He's also from New England, which is where, you know, Chuck is from Connecticut. So yeah. uh, he knew of that. Um, and then you guys may have heard of Taylor Molly before. Um, if you haven't, you should go and look up his poem called What Teachers Make. Taylor it's Molly really is the name? Taylor Molly. Taylor, yeah. I'm writing it down. All right. And uh, like a- M A L I, what teachers make it's and it's it's really really good and it's uh yeah it's kind of a it's a it's a bit of a rant from a former English teacher turned mm. poet, but uh, it's it's really good. Oh, my son is freaking out right now because that's his favorite poem ever. <laughs> really, and he loves it. So he's like, ah, you mentioned 
mentioned my favorite post. Oh, that's great. I'm looking through uh, uh, the Amazon store and I'm trying to figure out if uh, Henry Rollins ever did, because he does a lot of spoken word stuff. Uh, Henry Rollins, Mm -hmm. punk, punk, uh, uh, punk artist, incredible, incredible spoken word artist as well. And I'm wondering if he's ever done any actual poetry stuff or if it's all just been. Um, you could you like could even see you could see that guy getting up on a, on a small stage easily, and like doing that easily yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah yeah probably sure. has probably has mm-hmm. and we just don't know about it yet somebody out there go find some some Henry Rollins some Henry Rollins poetry yeah, yeah Rollins for sure poetry I'll be on the lookout for that if I if I come across it I will post it for sure but yeah so for sure. go and um you know I, as I say I will put up the the full list of all the ones that I listed today and then also some other ones possibly in uh, uh, in our dms and discord send me one that i can put on quicktms.li as kind of like mm-hmm. the if you only buy one thing of poetry one audiobook of poetry it should be this one that's and, a great uh, idea okay. yeah i love that TMS. yeah very cool okay, cool yeah um, i'll send you the link to tits on the moon then yeah. <laughs> oh cool perfect <laughs> yeah. that's awesome there you know there's something for everyone and turns out tits on the moon is turns out turns there. out yes because boy google searches it's really returning some unusual stuff yeah don't uh, search oh, I, for yeah, it. I'm, I'm saving sure. this one for later yeah keep well you know they say they say stashing. you know if you're gonna if you're gonna come out and and do you know spoken word or poetry you got to get the audience on your side there's That's nothing right. like talking you know saying my tits would be fantastic there <laughs> it's a great it's a great start yep. <laughs> you know yeah imagine see i always think about what how would it be you know because we humans humans are uniquely set up and and have evolved here based on mm-hmm. earth gravity earth's conditions earth's everything uh you go over to like jupiter uh, that's called tits on the ground over there because you just because right? <laughs> yeah. there's so much gravity that's not that's not a place that your boobies <laughs> no, no. no you'll be my no. you'll be you know you could be 20 but you look like my grandma you got to tuck them in now <laughs> yeah. anyway they're like um, concave at that point yeah, yeah nobody Ooh, wants boy. that uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Uh, may May when you get there, uh, may you get showered with questions about your favorite books. Uh, while, oh, while we're at the I'm event. so excited! You guys have no idea. I'm still like in deep in preparations, but things are things are working out. Do so you well uh, are you bringing stuff? I'm stuffing in bags. I can't remember. Are you yes. doing that this year? You are. Okay. <laughs> oh oh oh! For swag bags, you mean? Yeah. Um, that is a good question if you are it's totally fine what do you think what do you think we can you totally Um, can if you want to it's it's up to you because we're we're doing the major assembly of these there so uh you know if you've got like a bag of stuff and you want us to do it as part of the little assembly in there we can totally do it so yeah let's do that just let me know sounds good all right that sounds great. And I'll be glad. Tell Kim I'll be glad to hang out with her and stuff bags full of stuff. Or oh heck yeah, she'll she'll probably love the help. Um, hopefully yeah. I'll, I'll hopefully I'll be of some help, but you never know with me. Uh, Amy, yeah. it's a pleasure as always to have you here, and can't wait to see you next week. Tell Chuck uh, the same. Okay. I will. We we're really excited. mean it. We really mean it when we say we're excited to see Chuck. We really really mean it. <laughs> Don't, oh, I know. <laughs> don't we, Brian? We totally mean it. All I am right. very aware. I'm have, like, I, I'm just a vehicle for Chuck, really. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, may your flight be safe. No, and, a bicycle is a vehicle for Chuck. That's true. Ah, yes, yeah. that's yeah. true. That's true. If you end up yep. on a plane with Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Green, uh, you have my permission to throw your pretzels at her. All right. All right. We'll see you Barf. later. She, she must hate having her as a state. I guess she's not a state rep. What is she? She's a uh, she's, she's a, a senator, right? No, she's a she is oh, Congress. She's not anymore. Yeah, yeah, she was never senator. Representative, right, right, right. Yeah, and I think she just got some small rural deal. 
Oh, that's right. No, it's Bobert that we have uh, to to you know call locally our our uh, gun Barbie. Whatever. Yeah, gun Barbie. <laughs> yeah, you guys get the real you yeah. get the real raw end of the stick over there with her. We really did. Yeah, yeah. unfortunate. Uh, why did that music play? I don't know. Uh, still getting used to these new tools. Let's uh, take uh, ourselves right straight into the world of the of the podcast morning news. All right. And uh, <laughs> here's how that starts. Good morning. Good morning, everybody in the news this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the news. It's brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville today uh, because I've got the MS-150 coming up and it's time for me to start pushing it and getting some donations for MS. Uh, it's going to be an episode all about bicycles and other things with wheels. So look for songs about uh, bicycles, cycling, uh, punctured bicycles uh, when you don't have a thing to wear. Uh you can probably figure out what song I'm talking about there and motorcycles even uh, all this coming up at 1 p.m. today twitch.tv slash Coverville nice live Coverville never hurt anyone you know never hurt anyone and you can watch me play some snap yeah how's that going there isn't there a big update or something big going on what yeah happened? they just had an update and they leveled out a couple of the cards that were breaking the meta uh, Shuri and uh, Thanos were were over dominating in battles because like mm. if you had one of those you could you could just wreck people and they um, they nerfed both of those and I think it's a little bit more I don't know a little more even now yeah a little more down yeah. the down the middle, like we like it. A little more down the middle. I've got a I've got a deck that I'm enjoying playing right now. That is well, I won't say because I think uh, Amy wants to play against me, so I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want her to. Oh yeah, don't give to, her an uh, advantage. Yeah. I'm not going to give her any ideas. No, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but during the show, my my uh, replacement headphones showed up, so I I very oh, slightly you changed. Oh, you're them. not wearing the uh, right the HyperX ones that you had on a second yeah, ago. I had these on before, and these are fine, but they're kind of my gaming headphones, and they're not really they're kind of muffly for audio talking. So sure. I ordered these Sony's, and they just got here. So while we had Amy on, I switched over. That's pretty fun. Oh, didn't even it? notice, man. I, I know. Was at, I was looking at tits on the moon, Scott, is yeah. the problem. That was mm. uh, what I was busy doing. Yeah, uh, well, I can't blame you. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the uh, the news here today. We got a black bear in the news. This is the actual animal, not people from uh, Idaho. I know I always make that joke. Uh, I have friends in Idaho that are big bear, gay bears, and I love them, and they know it. Um, all right, Why here. Idaho? I mean, they, you know, it's just a they just have a big large they have a big community man, up there. They got a big furry community. Gay man. Okay. Yeah, right. I think they're just. I mean, I don't know that they have like conventions or anything, but my friend Scott, who lives up there, who yeah. calls himself a bear says the reason he moved to Idaho was because it was this big, vibrant uh, community of, of gay bears. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'd love to come up there sometime and just meet some of your friends. And he never wrote me back, so I don't know, what to, I don't know how I'm supposed to take that. <laughs> you know? Okay, well, fair enough. Maybe he thought I was up to something. I don't know. Huh. Anyway, this black bear has nothing to do with that. Uh, he broke into a vehicle and guzzled 69 cans of soda. Nice. So look for caffeinated bear coming to theaters this fall uh let's see a woman on british columbia sunshine coast walked to a sticky situation last thursday when she found a bear with a sweet tooth had broken into her car and crushed dozens of cans of soda where uh she had left them overnight sharon rosal said when she awakened uh was awakened by her dog at 3 a.m on thursday looked outside to see a black bear surrounded by shattered glass from her car window damn dude uh, and he was drinking massive amounts of soda, says Roselle or Rosal. I want to know what the soda was. Was it Jolt? Was it uh, yeah, uh, Coke what? Zero? What was it? What do you think a bear? What do you think a bear is like? 
And oh, she says it's cola and root beer. Oh, all right. And some soda. Diet soda. Only stopped when it reached the diet soda. That's funny. That's great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Started with orange soda. Cola root beer. It only stopped when it reached diet. Yeah, it's like, sucks. Gross. Um, It says she'd watched from her balcony for an hour and a half as the bear used its teeth to break open the cans and then slurp their contents while making a sweet mess of her car's interior. I'll bet. Sweet mess. Yeah. This is pretty (laughs) funny, though. You start with orange. Yeah. You move to cola. This sounds like. It's like the gateway drug is the orange soda. <laughs> then you go through right? the colas. Right. Then you got the root beer. And then you stop when you get to diet because you're like, ugh, the aftertaste, I guess. Exactly, yeah. I don't want kidney disease yeah. <laughs> from, this, from the NutraSweet. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten... I'm in a weird place where I only drink zero and diet. And diet only if I have to. But zero usually is my choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... It's gotten to the point where I can't tell the difference. I don't actually know for sure. Like, so if I go to a restaurant and they and they do a fountain version, sure. I oftentimes will taste it and go, I don't know. Is this is, is this is this regular Coke? Is this zero? Yeah. I'm and so the I'll same make way. Kim. I'll make Kim try it. She's like, Oh, definitely diet or whatever. And then I'm like, Okay, yeah. I'm good. But it's weird. It's my tastes have just evolved to not care about that aftertaste. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Huh. It's actually true of a lot of stuff, like uh, the chocolates the Choco Mama makes for us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, because you get the sugar-free ones. Yeah, yeah, and they and they used to taste weird to me. Now they just they're chocolate to me. I don't even I don't know, know if I've had sugar-free chocolate. Um, I bet I'd notice it. Obviously, since, you'd notice. You know, since I'm just used to regular. Chocolate. I'll bet you'd notice it. Since I'm disciplined and can <laughs> limit myself to one piece. Yeah, day, you you uh, and your little bowls that you'll bring to the thing, and then you'll fill just enough, you know, so it's per- a perfect portion. I don't know how you live. I don't know how you do it. Look at that right there. See, look at that right there. Yeah, let's take a look. Oh, see, look, see, what are those? Yeah. By the way, those are uh, almond butter filled pretzels. Oh my lord, that sounds good. Yeah. They are really good. I've had the peanut butter ones, but almond butter? Mm. Almond butter. A little less sweet and uh, balances out with the saltiness of the pretzel. And uh, the fact that I've got half a bowl sitting here and have had it sitting here since yesterday afternoon and all morning without refilling it is a testament. Yeah. Testament to my your restraint discipline yeah unfortunately what's going against the testament to my self-discipline is the uh this giant gut that i have underneath me. Uh, that's the that's the uh for whatever reason that might prove the rule this one proves the ancillary yeah i gotcha um well good luck with the ear pretzels i will eat them if i see them <laughs> they're making me thirsty they really would make me thirsty and i'm very hungry now <laughs> um all right a man has been found uh, uh, uh dead okay so this is a story about a dead man just warning everybody oh, no um he was eaten by bed bugs. <gasps> eaten by bed bugs? Uh-huh. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It sounds really? unbelievable, but that's what this says. Let's find out more. Uh this bitten is while by he bed was bed bugs. I 100% believe. Yeah, it. bitten makes sense. He was so yes. he's in an Atlanta jail. Uh speaking of Red Fraggles home hometown. Sure. Uh, an Atlanta man died in a jail after being eaten alive by bed bugs, alleges his lawyer representing the man's family, the family of LaShawn Thompson, age 35 is calling for a criminal investigation into Thompson's death for, uh, sorry, for the closure and replacement of a local jail after alleging that Thompson died in custody from bed bugs in a squalid jail sale. Uh, it says here uh, they had placed him in the facility psychiatric unit after determining he had some mental health issues, but notes he was otherwise physically healthy before going in there. Uh, their claim is that uh, since the 13th of September, 2022, uh, three months after being arrested, he was discovered dead inside his decap- uh, decapitated, sorry, dilapidated cell. 
Covered in grime and insects, the cell was so filthy that the employees wore a hazmat suit upon entering, according to the Washington Post. They left him there essentially, uh, they said. Uh, let's see. And then they had, to, uh, they had a plan to take him to the medical observation unit, but their plan never happened, and they found him dead, eaten by these bed bugs. God. Ugh. Yeah, uh, one of my one of my clients um, that I do freelance work for regularly is a bed bug exterminator here in Denver, and so I have I have folders of photos of what bed bugs look like, and you know what they they're 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 different. Uh, there's like six different stages that they go through. And, really? Uh, what, what is the first yeah. stage? So I know what to recognize. But I uh, little to? eggs, little tiny, tiny eggs okay. is the first stage. So okay, um, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, well, we're being visited by a kitty cat. Hey, Inara. How you Have doing? You, well, she heard about bugs. Heard about, oh, bed bugs. Yum. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the only way to really treat them is with uh, heat, heat extermination. So basically, you have to get all of the vinyl albums, photographs, paper products, and stuff out of your house, and then they get some machines in there that crank the heat up to like 135 or 140 degrees or something. Oh my god. And it just it just kills them instantly, gets rid of them. Cuz if you use like sprays, insecticides, stuff like that, the the bastards come back. I don't know that I've ever seen them, so I wouldn't even know what I was looking at, but Yeah. Uh, in this oh, I'll case, send you a photo. Would you like a photo? I'll yeah, send you a photo. Send me one of your gross photos. I'll put it up on the screen today. <laughs> um, Here, I'll just send you a link to the website cuz the better. very first thing you see uh Actually, we have two. I'll send you the link to hotbugs.com. Yes, I'm serious. That is one of the sites. Awesome. Hot, really? Hotbugs.com. Hotbugs.com. With, I, with Z, even. Whoa. Uh, this is some... Yeah, this is this is really cool. He's do, he does like a membership service for um, people who own VRBOs and Airbnbs and assisted living facilities and stuff like that. And so that, uh, that bug in the background there, oh, I guess it... It disappears with the logo in front of it. Shoot. Did you give... Uh, here, let's see. I put it in our Discord Oh, chat. Discord. There it is. Okay. Uh, let me pull it up here. Take a look, chat room. Oops. Let's put it right there. Go away. There Shoot. Go. Yeah, I need to... Maybe need to send you a different photo because that thing... For 80 bucks a year, emergency priority <laughs> services, free <laughs> video right. inspection services, access to leading bug experts compliance documentation man this is quite a deal it is a deal it's a deal it's a deal and you made this you made this for them eh this is the site brian made yep very nice well hot bugs gross me out it's gross (laughs) let me ask you this though so like if you um, i'm trying to like a hotel room it makes sense you you have a pretty limited number of things that are made of paper right uh or or something's gonna buckle or burn or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so easy place to fumigate and get done like a yeah. house house mm-hmm. like i'd have to oh my gosh the stuff I you gotta to get the, all of your files have to come out your albums your photographs Ugh. things like that yeah and there's basically. really no better way like this is as good as we have there's no like infrared. as good as this is this is uh as close to 100 percent effectiveness as you're gonna get all right yeah so don't get bed bugs people just just don't get bed bugs it's got some some dale dribble gribble gribble vibes gribble gribble, gribble i don't gribble. know why i said dribble uh, real quick here, they did say so. He did have an autopsy, and the cause of death is noted as extreme to severe infestation of small insects on his body. Mm. So I guess if you have enough of this, yeah, I think I, I would agree that he probably was partially killed by the bed bugs. They didn't. I, 
I mean, I don't know. Eaten by eaten by bed bugs in the headline makes it sound like all that's left are his bones. Yeah, like, yeah. Which I don't think you know, happened. Voracious uh, group of piranhas or something. But, yeah. Uh, how much could a bed bug eat? Really? They're gonna, they're gonna eat like I'm gonna find out they eat like 20 times their body weight or something. And right, exactly. I knew. Anyway, exactly. the bottom line is don't try not to have bed bugs if you can help it. Yeah. There you go. That's the probably the best the best solution. How do they start? Do you? Is it just because things are dirty? Is it they a, start because you get them from somewhere else. Like oh, you, I didn't you know that. go to a really horrible hotel room or motel or something like that, and then you just bring them back to your house. So awful. It is. Yeah. My gosh. It's a big worry. Like not a big worry, but there's a little bit of a worry with with uh, with us here because Tina will, with Adult Protective Services, she's ha- frequently having to visit people who don't practice a lot of self care. Yeah. And uh, so we actually have the equivalent of an airlock in our garage where she can uh you know get rid of the shoes she was wearing not get rid of but like put the shoes she was wearing into a into a thing and we can hair dry heat them and stuff like that if we need to kill them and you know she doesn't sit down on anything when she's in any of these places like basically her feet touching her her shoes touching the floor the only way that she goes into these places well i had a friend who worked for one of these cleanup places that the that you call and they come in like if there was a death and they were there for three weeks mm, they come and yeah, take right. care of stuff um has teen ever had to go to a site of like no, oh this guy died in no. his chair and he's been there for a month and none of that no fortunately uh, as far as I know, she hasn't, and, and maybe there's a story that she hasn't told me. But I think she would tell me if she. That'd be a rough job. Um, there was, I mean, there was a story of a person that she had to help who basically stayed by his wife's side and slept in the same bed with her after oh, she, while passed she had passed. He, oh, yeah, yeah. But oh, uh, man, can you imagine that? Yeah, I can't even imagine the night where you wake up and find out that the other one I'm, died. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I might be getting the story wrong, but uh, something like that. It was just heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. Oh, but, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna have Kim taxidermied. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, you're gonna put her behind the wheel of a driverless car. Yeah, and basically, just yeah. never just still drive you wherever you need it. Well, to that go. way, I get the you know, I still get the benefits of the carpool lane, and <laughs> right, I, can, exactly. I can fall asleep 20 minutes into a ride. It's all, it's all good right. in the hood. <laughs> I love, I love the chat room responses after you say something like that. <laughs> I know. They all. I mean, what do you guys expect? You've been here long enough. You yeah, know, come on. Stupid you, shit's going to fall here? out of my face. Come on now. Yeah, hello. Uh, all right, we got one more story here about an Alberta woman. Alberta. Oh, that's Canada. Canada! Um, <laughs> it is. The woman uh, deliberately trying to get rid of 133,000 rum and butter chocolate bars. So, hey, if you're all into that, I got good news. There's a place for rum and butter chocolate bars. Rum and butter. Speaking of sugar, geez. Anyway, a few years ago, you couldn't buy rum and butter chocolate bars if you wanted to. But now Crystal Regner uh, Westergaard has 133,000 of them, give or take a few, she says. The uh, entrepreneur resurrected the old-fashioned candy in 2021, but thanks to pandemic production delays, she now has to get rid of several pallets uh, worth of these before they expire in June. Says she's ready to eat the cost and let somebody else eat the candy, but she'd rather not spend more money uh, just to let them go to waste. So, if you want to get a hold of her, I don't know. How, I don't know how you'd do it, but it's going to be really hard because she's covered with butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be very hard to get a hold of her. I always wonder about this. There's certain things that were being made up and until the pandemic that just basically crapped out for a bit, and then 
then there was a then there was a shortage of everything, and yeah. now there's a, for a lot of companies there's a glut of things, and I don't I don't know what you do when you have that. Like in her case, it's a very physical thing, but I know there are people with like, you know, a lot of these layoffs at Netflix and at Disney mm-hmm. Plus and all this were all about because things are getting back to normal, people are signing up less to the services because they're not mm-hmm. trapped in doors and have no other option but to watch entertainment. So sure. I wonder. You know, I wonder who else that affects. It didn't really affect businesses like ours. You know, like we're still making content and and all that. But anyway, if you're a listener out there yeah. and you were like affected in that way, I'd just be curious to hear your story. Yeah, how things went. I'm actually you. curious more about the rum and butter chocolate bar. This is not something. Even you know, they say, well, a few years ago you couldn't buy these. I've never heard of these things ever, and it looks like it's a very Canadian thing. Like even the it's Cadbury's, and even on the label of the new version, it says Canadian candy nostalgia. Oh rum wow, and butter. So wow. Um, yeah, I wonder Jeff will probably write in and say, "Oh, I was raised on this stuff or something." Yeah, hey Jeff, if you can find one, bring it to uh, bring it to <laughs> bring Vegas. It yeah, to, it was Vegas. Yeah, we try it. Um, yeah. This says, oh no, that's that's a different story. Never mind. I thought that was part of this. It's not. Okay. Final okay. story. Vending machine in remote Japan sells meat uh, from intruding bears. Oh, terrific. More bears. We, we begin with the bears, we end with and the bears. And we end with the bears. That's right. This is a bear sandwich. Check this out. A remote Japanese town has taken to selling bear meat from a vending machine, sourcing its supply to Asian black bears, or of Asian black bears, listed as vulnerable species, cotton traps, or in the mountains by hunters. Uh, bear attacks are, on the, are an increasing problem in parts of rural Japan due to shortage of food in the forest that brings the animals closer to inhabited areas. Quote, the bears can be dangerous when they come into town, so hunters will set traps or shoot them, says Dal Daishi Sato, who placed the vending machine outside his soba noodle, uh, soba noodle shop near the railway station. Uh, Asian black bears are listed as vulnerable, but not critically so, so it is legal to eat bear in Japan. Uh, meat from trapped bears is tastier, since the blood is drained immediately, according to him. Ooh, Why okay. is it drained immediately? What? Hold on. I know, meat yeah. from trapped bear is it because the bear is bleeding from the trap I guess caught in traps yeah so I don't get that so they just get caught in the trap and bleed out and it's like oh perfect let's turn this and it doesn't even say like is it jerky or is it just like like meat vacuum sealed meat chunks bear meat chunks yeah they don't actually let's see um, there's a quote okay bear meat is very com- isn't very common so we want tourists to come visit uh, our town to buy it that doesn't tell me it doesn't say what mm-hmm. form it's in no. I would think dried and cured or something. I would think jerky as well. Yeah. So maybe it dries quicker because of the uh the, the blood removal. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this is it's just foul. Yeah, I know, it's kinda gross. Um yeah. and not because of the bear meat. I mean I would try bear jerky for sure, but uh just that whole like, oh, it's it's you know, it's really uh, tasty because the blood drains immediately from their bodies. That's right. It tastes That's so good. Yeah. Yum 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 yum. Uh, vending machines throughout Japan offer everything from drinks, snacks, surgical masks, and more exotic fare such as insects and whale meat. So this isn't that unusual, I guess. We don't do this here. We should have more weird stuff in vending machines in America. I agree. Yeah. You know, Vegas does some of that, but I want like... A little uh, bit. Yeah, you can get Mohe Shandon champagne and vending machine. As a matter of fact, I think the Sand Dollar even has a champagne vending machine. So. Right. And isn't that car uh, dealership there that has the multi-story car thing? You buy a car uh, at the bottom. Yeah, Carvana. It, we we even have them here, and uh, we have one in Denver as well. Oh, I don't think we had. Do we have? I don't think we have one here. Maybe it's called Carvana. And what do you do there? You don't gamble on which car you're getting, right? It's, it's not like no, a slot machine. No, you, but okay. you. I don't know how the whole thing works as far as like being able to 
finance it? Like, do you do it all online before you go, and then you just show up there and say, "I'd like uh, E7," and it just yeah, it lowers down to what you need. But uh, no idea. That's crazy. Yeah, it all is right. a weird thing though because it's like this tower. Yeah. I want to see it actually operating when somebody gets a car out of the out of the Carvana. I, yeah, yeah, I've never seen that. I wonder if we could catch that just by being near there or something i'll bet yeah okay i found some packaged meat this is what it looks like i'll put it in discord okay all right this is I what bet it looks it's like. not going to be as good looking as that rum and butter chocolate bar no it Scott. will not that is a beautiful looking thing right there good. oh so really you're getting raw bear meat yeah well you're so you can't this isn't like a typical vending machine where it's pops out of the machine open the package start nom 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 this is like all right well now you got to take it home and and yeah, cook it unless I think so. that's and somebody it, else's bear meat and that does look frozen I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that chill packet behind it. So huh, yeah, interesting. That makes sense, I guess, because the weird stuff they put in their vending machines, uh, probably a lot of it needs refrigeration. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Here's that butter bar. Look at that thing Brian put up. Oh, you guys. Isn't that gorgeous? Mm. I want to eat that. It looks really flat, like a, um, not Rolo. What are the, the, the similar to Rolo, like it's just chocolate with a with a caramel filling. Yeah, but in is, this case, it's rum and butter filling. But uh, Mellow? Caramello? Caramello. That That's so it. like a Caramello that got run over by a car is yeah. what that looks like. <laughs> by a Carvana car. Wow. Wow. It all comes back. It all yeah. comes back. Bears, cars, look at us. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister will be here. We have a uh, uh, an audio version of an email we got, and uh, we're going to do that today. So stick around. Brian, we need a break song, though. Do you have a little something we could do? A little break song. I got a little break song, Scott. Okay. Uh, this one, big thanks to, uh, let's see, RK Record Kicks, or I guess Record Kicks and Pavement Public Relations. Um, the Soul Funk Quartet, the Sextones, have a brand new studio album that's going to be coming out uh, this later, much later this year. My mm-hmm. gosh, much later this year, September. Wow. But this is the first single from that album, and uh, it's awesome. So if you like Monophonics, Kelly Finnegan, Duran Jones and the Indications, and uh, These Sacred Souls, you'll like this. From the album Love Can't Be Borrowed, here is the first single, Better Late Than Never.
what's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's a special opening just in front of the place where you have your BM. God damn it. The Morning Stream. I've only got one gun. That's six bullets. There's six. That's uh, 36. Maybe that's, uh, they've got two guns. That's 72 bullets. Maybe they've got rifles. <laughs> uh, you never know where that guy's going. Holy uh, cow. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Hey, tell me again where I can get that music there. Sure. From the upcoming album, Love Can't Be Borrowed, those are the six tones. Feels like we've had quite the theme on today's show, mm-hmm. especially with that uh, dating audio clip about the special opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, the song Better Late Than Never. Yeah, that sounds uh, great. I haven't heard this song yet. Uh, or You know what? I should, I should lie to the people at home. Boy, I've heard that song. It's really good. Yeah. Isn't that great that we just yeah. heard? Oh, we can't believe we just finished hearing. What a great song that was. I do yeah. feel confident <clears throat> that I'm going to like it, though. I do feel confident. Yeah. Because almost Brian rarely brings a song I don't like. I can't think of one yeah. where I, I try like. to bring the best milkshakes to the yard. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're like they're better than yours or something <laughs> exactly uh wendy is on her way i believe here let's see yep we're adding her to the call and uh we're gonna get started with this week's therapy thursday if indeed i can find the place to push the button okay here we go all right we're ringing we're ringing we're ringing wendy i mean uh, uh, random not a chance hey look who it is it's my sister wendy she is uh, all the way over there in minnesota uh Oh, correction. By the way, yesterday I'd said, um, or I'd attributed to, uh, uh, what's his name, senatorship for Massachusetts, and it's not. It was Minnesota. Um, the, the SNL oh, Al guy. Franken? Al Franken. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, I got like yeah. 50 emails going, um, it was Minnesota, not Massachusetts. It was just a slip of the tongue. Hey, I- Scott, when I, when I lived in Europe, which country did I live in? Uh, you lived in uh, the United Kingdom. Is where you were. Okay, uh, there was another country. I was oh. thinking Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Was the Sorry, I thought you meant before that. Yes, Sweden. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to say Switzerland. Remember, uh, you got that wrong. Oh, oh I used to do that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Pickled <laughs> say Switzerland. Massachusetts, I Minnesota. I get it. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. It's hard to remember these things. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. Hey, uh, speaking of Sweden, I saw the weirdest. There are some. You know who are? You know who some of the weirdest filmmakers are? They're all in Sweden. Reeds. Yeah. Did oh, you sure. see Triangle of Sadness? Uh, not yes. yet. Is that uh, Brian did? You liked oh, it, right? I did. Word, and, uh, wow, what a great three movies that was! <laughs> it was uh, three movies, and I literally had to close my eyes because I was getting so nauseous. I'm guessing really? like, from that I'm middle, about. Yeah. yeah, that middle scene. Yeah, <laughs> the middle yeah. movie. Yeah. The middle movie. The yeah. middle film. I've heard a lot about yeah, that. Yeah, you should see it. What? What did you see, Scott? Uh, I don't remember the name of the thing. The it was Square. No, um, it was one of those. What did I see recently from a... Uh, I don't remember, but I remember being very off-put by it. <laughs> but, uh, that movie that. where uh, the guys decide that their brain power works better if they just stay in an inebriated um, <laughs> uh, state throughout the day. It's got Mads Mikkelsen in it. Oh, um, uh, yeah, that had a lot of 
buzz. It did. It was. It, was it got uh, something for an Oscar nomination. I think best original screenplay, maybe. Um, but that was. I think that's also Swedish, and that was great. I, I avoid anything by that. Uh, ve- a friend uh, of a friend. Sorry. Yeah. A friend of a friend is a uh, has a PhD in Swedish film, and you're like, that's not real. And when you watch a couple of Swedish films, you're like, oh, no, you could have a PhD in this. Because <laughs> there, there's some breadth and depth that are terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. The, the guy who did the human centipede. I don't know his name. Oh, geez. Think yeah. he's from over there? I think that's right. I don't anyway, know. I've stayed away from those movies. You're right to do it. You're right to do it. <laughs> the take, only good version. Tosh 2.0's description of it was plenty. The best thing to come out of that was the South Park episode. Oh, the where, South Park. Yeah. Oh no, cuttlefish! cuttlefish! I should not have had the cuttlefish. <laughs> it was so good. Anyway, uh, well, not, uh, forget about all that. We got an email from yeah. Wendy, who is a real therapist. She helps people all the time with their problems, and she comes here and does it for free for you, chuckleheads. And she'll be in Vegas next year, next year, next week. Uh, which will be great because a lot of these people have never met Wendy firsthand and now they're going to get to. Oh. So that's exciting. Yay. Yeah. Plus you got a bunch yeah. of your Real Steps regulars and all that. That's yes. great. And Amy, great. Amy and I are going to put together a little gathering, I hope, uh, oh, during nice. some moment. Oh, very nice. I'd love to hear that. That's great. Free, a little free therapy for our uh, Ted Pooh's, or as we like to call it, how was your entire day with Claire? Yeah. How did your Claire day go? <laughs> That's right. You haven't met Claire yet. Claire loves I'm you. I me, Claire. Yeah. When the shows, when the Thursdays happen where you're not here or we don't have a thing, she gets like visibly upset in our chat room about oh, yeah. not being yeah. here. Yeah. Aww. It's not, it's not like stalkery or anything, but she likes no, you a lot. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. She just she likes you a lot. misses us. Yeah. Exactly. Well, anyway, that's all coming up. But uh, for today, I got this, uh, this here email that I'm going to present to you in the form of the spoken word. All right. So here it, is. here it is. This is today's Therapy Thursday question. How do I know if my therapist just kind of sucks? I've been having sessions with this guy for just over two years now. At first we use video calls, but I found it's easier for me to stay focused just on the phone. Partially because he's so damn quiet that the video calls felt super awkward to me at times, just staring at each other. When I stop talking, he will often stay completely silent, even for literal minutes at a time, which feels like ages in the moment. I know he's paying attention and that he's not even muting himself during those silences. And sometimes it's okay to have that time to reflect or be forced to pause and really hear my inner monologue. He's never given me homework or things to reflect on for our next session. If I don't have specific topics to discuss, he will almost never help get things going. He's never once done any exercises or asked me to talk to my foot When I contrast his personality to yours, uh, Wendy, it is hard to imagine you're even in the same profession. Do I just need to find someone new? I can say that our talks have helped me from time to time, and when he does provide me insight, it feels valuable, but it is few and far between. It took me six-plus months to find someone that, that was accepting new patients, start of the pandemic, and I really don't want to go through that again. But I can't help but feel I'm not getting what I could out of my time and money. I had to go out of network to even find someone. Love the show, though. Schwag P.S. I think he's a Jungian, if that means anything. Does that mean anything? He's a... Was that AI that read that? Yes. Yeah. That that was really good AI reading. Even like the intonations and uh, asides and parentheses. Like when he said Wendy. That was freaky. When I contrast his personality to yours, Wendy, (laughs) it's really hard to imagine you're even the same profession. Yeah, no, freaky. this this it is freaky, and you have this slider on this thing that can make it more conversational like that or less. Yeah. So you can have it be more like an audio book, straight read, or you can have him be, you can he'll even do goofs like he'll 
I didn't do it in this one, but he can have sometimes where he'll mispronounce like a word a and then stumble. correct himself. Oh, wow. Yeah, Scott, you mean he'll do a Scott? He'll do a Scott, yeah. <laughs> he'll do a Scott. Anyway, wow. that, was, that was interesting. That was creepy. So that's actually from a real person, of course. What is a Jungian? I don't know what that means. Oh, yes. Jungian psychology. Carl Jung, is that right? Yeah, or, yeah. very good. All right. What, what, Brian, do you know much about it? What no, thing? I know that uh, wasn't he the basis of like uh, the the synchronicity, uh, like the, the the police album synchronicity is influenced or or was a um, homage to yeah Jungian stuff. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. you know okay. your stuff. Yeah. Very good. All right. That's, so that's he... my only <laughs> that's my only yeah. connection because of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> because that's great. That's a great connection. Yeah, he is uh, a Swiss psychiatrist. He he think of like the answer to Freud. You know, you can't just have like one god of the beginning of things. So yeah, uh, his stuff was um, you know kind of tilted the world on its head a little bit and. Yeah. So, you know, they were influencing each other and he was younger than Freud. And so, you know, but it had a big impact on him and some of the work he's done. So anyway, uh, that a big piece of that is just like a just a different way of looking at things. By the way, we've renamed our three sons uh, Super Ego, Ego and Id. (laughs) Because that's exactly how they operate. One is so worried about everyone else. The other one is full of himself. And then the other one is just whatever is fun. (laughs) So anyway, that's kind of, that's that's, uh, Freud's work of just people are operating on these impulses and these sort of innate instinctual, you know, the drive for sex and survival and, you know, your mother or whatever his stuff is, right? So it's all the, all the things. And that, you know, was kind of the main way of thinking about a, a lot of um, the mental world. And then Jung came along and has a very different view of the self. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a little nicer, right? It's yeah, a little yeah. less. Yeah. People are terrible. A little less extreme. Uh, anyway. Did you, did you expect that, by the way, the Freudian makeup of your children? Uh, or is, is it just is it kind of a deep irony that you're, you know, you're in this, this business and in this industry, this whatever, this practice, and your kids are... Like these perfect versions of those three. Yeah, they are. Is, uh, is that no? Yeah. <laughs> did you? I mean, I guess I didn't think like I, it, and I didn't even come up with it. Just Adam said it the other day. He's like, hmm. "Yeah, it's super ego, ego, and id." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you're right." <laughs> that is great. I do love yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And you know, they're all gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah. <They'll laughs> That's all how be we fine. have to talk about. It. Sure. No, I I think too. You've got this sort of like Freud is. Think of it as, I don't know, you guys probably have a video game version of this. Pong. Freud is Pong, right? Like, it's the beginning. All right. And and the systematizing. Obviously, there were folks before him doing work and people, you know, trying to drill holes in heads to try to stop um, stuff from happening or whatever. But, you know, he really is foundational in the teaching of it and the practice of psychiatry and and clinical work. And, you know, so that's why he's so famous, right? Um, And he said some stuff that it's easy to quote and think about. Right. Um, and so ever since people have been branching off and doing different things. So Jung is great. He talks a lot about, and this might be in that song, Brian, I don't know. Uh, but about the shadow. And we've talked about that on the show before. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember that? Mm. The shadow self, kind of the idea oh, that yeah. Yeah. it does. Talk yeah. about it. Synchronicity too. They talk about the, the a shadow uh, on the door of a cottage by a, Scottish lock. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in reference go. to the shadow self. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So they are union fans for sure. Sting um, is young. 
Yeah. Totally. But the yin, the yin thing doesn't necessarily mean dude on other line staring at you for a minute without saying anything. Like this, this well, isn't part of that. I'll is get it? to that. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. So kind of this idea that, um, you know, you can, well, okay. So there's a couple factors, things you want out of Jungian psych- psychotherapy. And that is this, there's a concept called the active imagination this thing you guys all have and I don't have, remember? You all right. <laughs> active <laughs> imaginations. And the idea is is using imagination, fantasy dreams, meditation, a lot of dream work specifically um, in uni and stuff. And that that is what will bring the unconscious, unconscious into the present, right? Uh-huh. So Freud had a lot of like the unconscious drives everything. And think of this as like taking that kind of idea and allowing space and in this client's case, quiet um, for some of this stuff to emerge, for the unconscious to emerge, right, right? right? So that is, you know, sometimes it's direct observation of something they think about or they dream, and sometimes it's not intended kind of thing. Um, and then the other piece of this is, well, and then the belief is there's a collective unconscious. That's maybe early days of talking about that, at least in Western thought. Um Anyway, uh, the other thing being individuation, it's this process or this goal that people will progress um, and that they'll, you know, sort of learn how to stop self-sabotaging and, you know, manage conflict and do some different things as they become more individuated, allowed to be their unique self, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a couple more things to this, but, and, and, and really just the, um, idea of the shadow real quick because I brought that up is kind of this idea that you've got things in your unconscious or you're not fully aware of that are sort of the dark parts of things and you are ashamed of them or hide them and there's some really strong mental influences to keep that out of your purview so I I always picture it as like dragging a stinky black garbage bag behind you you can't see it yeah you're not fully aware of it but it's you know got the, the cartoon stinky things <laughs> coming out. And, stink lines. Yeah. yeah, full of stuff. And and it comes out sideways in your life, right? Yeah. So we talk about hypocrisy sometimes of like someone says this thing, you know, they're writing anti-LGBTQ legislation and then they're caught, you know, whatever. No, it happens all the time lately. Especially. Yeah, 100%, Man, right? So, so shadow work, and, and as you'll hear that term used a lot, is really working on bringing some of that stuff to your consciousness, um, being able to integrate that into you're a whole person, not just, you know, I'm a good or bad, you know, kind of reorganizing some of that. And then it has less ability to be coming out sideways. Sometimes it's, you know, so bringing you more into a state of health rather than bifurcated into these distinct parts. Anyway, right. So they use, there's lots of things they do in order to do that. Now, what sounds like is happening with this guy. So first of all, let me say something to be clear. If this guy is actually a Jungian analyst, he has he has extensive training. This is not someone who's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say I'm Jungian and I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's something you just yeah. uh, do on a whim. Okay. No, this yeah. is a big deal. Now, if he just says he's Jungian, um, people can say like that's an influence, but someone who is an actual Jungian analyst goes through their own analysis, which takes a long time. And um, psychoanalysis also takes a long time. This is like year upon year processes. Um, And a lot of people get a a lot of benefits from this. And that space and the quiet and sitting with someone and letting them do some of that work 
there is value to that. I just don't uh, know if it fits everyone. Like clearly it, it, it probably doesn't. It would, I mean, I should try it to see if I would like it, but I kind of think I'd hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know, but it's just one of, there's a v- variety of kinds of therapy that, that people do. And that is one, and this is not one that's a joke, right? It really is very trained, very extensive, and there's purpose to it. And why he's not leading him in anything is that is part of the point. So um, that is where the belief is that, you know, that full individuation and integration and stuff happens, not that the therapist gets to dictate what you do over the next week to try to improve. Mm. Um, Because that would be inserting the therapist in the role of I'm in charge or I'm the one who knows what you need and that sort of thing. Whereas a lot of us and, you know, probably just popular culture too, is just like my therapy therapist told me this and it's, we see it as a guide or a coach or someone who's like going to point out some things, but is also really good at listening, you know? So I think we have a little, a different view of, of that than we do of maybe the original psychoanalysis type stuff that you have with Freud and Jungian based stuff. Okay. It's just a different stroke. Just a a different, different different method. So let me ask you this though. Like uh, this sounds impossible. I don't know how a therapist can sit there and just like not say anything. Like I just watch basically. How do you do that? That seems crazy. Cause that's like, I understand (laughs) if you're observing a monkey in a cage or something. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if you're talking to another human being, I would have to fill that air. I just, I can't. And what it, and, and basically is it like one, one method that applies to everything or it's like, okay, they've got this situation going on. I need to sit back and let them work through it themselves and not interrupt and let them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, but, it, and it, but it's not yeah. applied, applied across the board to every problem that they have or every right. problem that somebody well, could have. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, um, it's applicable to a lots of different things, but if you are like actively suicidal, no, mm-hmm. this is not going to sp- be helpful. Yeah. Better speak up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, that's, I mean, they may argue someone who does this may argue, no, it's exactly what somebody needs. Who's actively suicidal. I don't know. Doc, exactly. Doc, I feel like nobody ever listens to me and, and I, that I'm invisible <laughs> and that I don't ever get any response. Can you help me out? Right. Hello? Hello, right. Are you there? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so, so for example, like, a certain kind of like they've, they've studied this, right. They've looked yeah. to see. Um, and we've got lots of examples of like, it is really helpful with certain things. And so let me see if I found a list. Um, also like children's therapy, play, uh, play therapy is basically union. So you may have heard of sand tray therapy before. Mm-mm. No, that's, um, that's new to me. I've never heard of that. Oh, it's so that's cool. Fun. Do you say yeah, sand is tray? Really is that right? Sand, sand a big sand, sand tray. tray. Okay. Yeah. So it's usually up on something. So you're, they're standing yeah. and the therapist is with them and there's a room full of toys on the wall. Just every little thing you can imagine of every kind of thing. And the, the person does not, the therapist does not direct the child to do anything. The child comes in sees the toys, picks the toys, all of the toys have, you know, they're, they're pretty loaded in terms of there's a catapult and there's a, you know, there's, and then in the tray, they build whatever scene they're going to build. And so um, I've, I've done a little sand tray therapy back when I used to work with kids and, um, and then I've observed quite a bit and it's just fascinating as kids are working through some of their, so I worked a lot with kids with grief and sort of traumatic attachment stuff. And they would build an entire world and be attacking this one dinosaur. And really the, the dinosaur represented 
their mom who was unstable and on drugs and coming in and out of their life. And so they, they needed an army to protect them. You know, like it just, it's like wow. watching somebody, I mean, watching a child use their play in order to um, work through the stuff they're going through. And mm. again, you've got an active therapist attention. You do not have them directing. So yeah. it can be very, and very effective for kids. Uh, it's really great. Um, let's see. So some of the other stuff is just general responses to this kind of therapy can be, you know, improvement in different ways. And so if I was going to talk to this guy, I'd say, okay, what did you go in for? And yeah. then what is um, like, have you seen improvements and where, you know, just, are you feeling better about different things? Do you feel like your depression has gone down? So it's used in all sorts of ways. I think there is a few places it's probably not great for um, maybe schizophrenic things or, you know, bipolar, maybe. I mean, I don't know the exact numbers on, but I think, you know, it's, it's the efficacy is proven in a lot of different things for a lot of different ways. However, it's very cost prohibitive and time prohibitive. It's mm. really hard yeah. to say what you got five years for me. Cool. And you can, you know, like that's a tricky thing to be asking. And so insurance has played a huge role in what is available and covered for a lot of mental health care, unfortunately. Um, and you can understand why on one hand, right? Like how do we pay for this for infinity and how do we know if you're better? So we got really into, uh, efficacy and you know evidence-based treatment so that's why cbt became this kind of the end-all be-all for a good chunk of time there because it was more measurable it's homework it's directive it's changing people's thoughts so they feel better um and so you could measure that they could do short brief therapy and find it effective so less than 12 sessions um etc cetera, etc cetera. so like any field there's always innovation and people do different things. And a lot of people will mix a bunch of stuff. Um, but it sounds like he got a Jungian therapist, an analyst who is doing exactly what they're meant to do. And so I would check first, do you, wh where do you feel these improvements, if any? And if you really are not, then yeah, you probably need something else. Mm -hmm. um, you could also ask directly like, hey, do you want to help me understand what I'm supposed to be experiencing? You can ask some questions or you can, you know, obviously Google and read about Jungian therapy specifically. If you want to try something else, that's not a bad thing either. Um, I had a, a client who um, had a really pretty world famous clinician working with him. And he decided, he's like, this isn't, this isn't what I need right now. I need to work with a woman because some of my issues are related to um, sort of, me too stuff and some some mm. issues he had specifically mm. and he needed to kind of process that with the woman so he moved to my practice and as we were working through stuff i'm i was a v different style of course but i'm also representing some stuff that he needed help with specifically and that's what he said to me but i said well how did you end it with your last therapist like how did that go and he said well the guy was like you're not done you're gonna regret this yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and uh, he was just like, all right, chill, but I need a, a woman You're and you're not. And so anyway, it didn't end on like the greatest note, but I, his therapist wasn't wrong. He was not done, but he also knew something about what he needed. By the way, he's done now. He's good yeah. because we went really deep on some things he needed about his mom, about his life. Like it was something that other therapists couldn't provide. 
just can happen. Just like a doctor can only do so much for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the extent of the, the framework that the therapist is using and or their personality, um, you might just run into the limit of that care. And right. so that's okay, right? Sure. In fact, I, I always tell people, if you are not feeling it and you don't want to tell this person all the things, then, you know, you might want to try something else. Give it a good college try and then, you know, really think about because there's no rule. You got to just keep doing a thing that isn't, you don't find helpful. Right? right. However, I do understand the idea that it's just hard to find somebody and it's hard to switch and all of those things. Telling your whole story to someone else can be really daunting. Um, <clears throat> and every therapist knows this, right? We know that that is what you're worried about. And right. so, um, yeah. So is it for a, for a industry, I keep saying industry for a, for a practice or for a whatever, a, a, for your world that you're in, mm-hmm. I guess it's an industry. Uh, one that is usually billed hourly, right? That's yeah. the standard. Mm-hmm. It seems like techniques, even if they're superior or I don't know, yeah. markedly better, that take longer are going to be prohibitive in just in that one way, right? Because we're until oh. until we end up with a society that really values mental health and we start, you know, making making it more affordable and or more accessible for regular people to get it or whatever. Um, it just seems like if you said to me, like if you said to me, hey, do you want this therapist over here that takes forever, but you might have better results in the long run? Uh, or this one that's going to be quick every week and you're going to have homework where that time's not being on the clock and, you know, that sort of thing. You're probably going to go mm-hmm. with the second, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. seems bad. Or, or it yeah, seems the quick, the quick solution rather than the long. Than the expensive yeah. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what's tricky is that nothing is a guarantee for anything, right? We right. can show some efficacy and we can show some improvement, but we're not following people five years down the road and having controlling all the factors that may affect their mental health. Like it's hard. There's a reason, you know, that I I love when people are like, I'm into hard sciences, not soft sciences. I was like, well, if you could figure out how to make a soft science as measurable as a hard science, I'd love to see you try that. Right. It's just so much harder in order to manage because people are people and they're going to go live their life and you can't control them like you can something in a lab. Right. And, and so it's going to vary. I I think a good litmus test, I think it's maybe my bias for myself personally is like, how am I feeling and doing right? I, you can tell me all day long that um, this thing is going to be better for me, but it's going to take three years. And then this shorter, I mean, that's part of it, right? Is immediate relief relief is usually what matters. Now, if you have the time, the money, and the wherewithal, do pick a Jungian analyst. That sounds like a blast yeah. to figure that out. But sure. that's also because mm-hmm. I'm weird. Um, and whereas <laughs> most people just would want to feel better. So if you're not feeling better with the care that you're getting, you you know, maybe work that through with your therapist that you're already talking to. You can talk about that. That's part of what you're you're experiencing, right? Right. Um, and then there's, like I've shared on this show before, you know, go to psycho- psychologytoday.com, put your zip code in, put your insurance in, you know, put the, you know, unclick the union analyst filter <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and try a new one, right? Um, so talking to your foot. So let's, let's, let's talk about the things he mentioned that are specific to what yeah, I, was I wondering do. If, I was going to say, I think that was a reference we were talking about, like talking to your gut and yeah. talking to your foot. Yeah. 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 And of course, Scott, it's his foot. Um, yeah, it was my foot. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So the, 
that, that I'm, of course, I'm doing a public show of it. It's not like uh, exactly what you would be doing in real life with a therapist. But this idea, this is in, internal family systems is one of the frameworks that I operate from because I found it to be incredibly effective. And I, I use that with other things that I already do. And so there's a combination of things. And I am more directive. In fact, I have to war- warn everyone like, hey, if you want the Jungian analyst, I'm not it. And mm-hmm. um, now, of course, I'll listen. And of course, I will hear you and you know be with you. But I'm also about a little more activity based uh, is my bias. Right. So I just mm-hmm. own it from the outset. And 100% of people that come to me get referred from someone else who says this is active based and they know it coming in. So they're, I rarely have anyone say, yeah, you're making me work too hard or something. Yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need just to chill. Um, and because there's plenty of mix, right? There's a lot of listening and a lot of other things too. But so you may find that it's just time for you to feel like you're, you want to be a little more actively engaged. Right. Yeah. And so great. Do that. So IFS is, is uh, a really self-directed cool version of active. Um, and then, you know, CBT is way more therapist directed, um, and, you know, really like you can't be trusted with your own thoughts. So let me tell you how to change them. <laughs> right. And sometimes that is absolutely necessary and really helpful and saves lives. Um, so it, it kind of, you can kind of pick and choose what you want. Yeah. So, I mean, if this person wants to email me, I'd be happy to talk about different types and things that what they're needing. So for example, if someone emails me and just says, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I kind of already have a sense like, yeah, you might, this methodology might be best for you, especially if it's acute or something else. Right. right. Um, so there's all that. And, right. and it's hard, it's hard to know. And as you know, therapy becomes more ubiquitous and more people talk about it and it feels like stigma. You're not always fighting against stigma. Then, then there comes the like quality, right? Right. It, it matters. Mm-hmm. And there are people who have terrible experiences with therapy. Um, and it's not typically because of the modality. It's typically because the mismatch with the person right, or the they therapist are, isn't. It's a, it's a good time. It's a good reminder that they are in the end, they're just another, they're another person yeah. yeah. and, right. and, and they're going to have magicians. expertise and all that, so, but yeah. they're, but they may have personality quirks that just, you don't totally. mess with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, totally. have you, have you, I mean, you, you, you're pretty easy, but you probably run into somebody where it was just different enough where you're like, yeah, it's probably not a good match. Yeah. And I'm at this stage that my, my self-worth does not depend one bit on if someone wants to work with me or not. (laughs) Um, And I can, so I can say, you know, this doesn't seem like it's quite working. Let's talk about it. And then I have an ethical obligation to refer them to someone else, right? Right. Like I help them with that process. Most people have self-selected me already. Um, And so I, I run into that a lot less because I'm not just being handed patients every day. Like if I worked in a clinic, I would just be assigned people they might say, oh, she's very good at working with trauma. So they send traumatized patients. And that's when, you know, all of my years of doing that, sometimes it just would not click. And then it was, oh, it's everyone, it's a waste of everyone's time. Now, a Jungian analyst, it doesn't even matter if you click. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because there's such an absent part of that process, but they do need to be awake and focused and listening and doing all the work that they've done. I mean, they're, they're kind of, superheroes in my mind like that is a hard um thing to do and they obviously see great value in it and have done it themselves um a lot of us do not do the exact same treatment we offer whereas those guys absolutely do right Right. um 
Yeah. So I, I think, you know, sort of leading, and this is what's hard and with mental health in general, especially if you're in crisis, it is self-directed seeking of care, right? And that is hard when you are not feeling well. Um, it's hard to get out of bed and then just be like, oh, let me make 40 phone calls and interview all these people, right? It yeah. is, it's, the system's got to change in some ways. In fact, there's a couple new things uh, out there that are interesting because, you know, innovation and all that. Um, so, for example, Adobe is a big company there in Utah, right? Yeah. Well, they're got, based in California, but they have a huge office out here. Yeah. Right. I just know about that there specifically yeah. because of the people I know that work there have this benefit. It's called Spring Health. It's just a company that does basically like um, your your giant company works with them. And what it means is like someone's having trouble or needs a psychiatric intervention or appointment or a therapy or something. And they just do it quick, right? They hook them right up because of course the health insurance is already connected. Um, and, you know, within a couple of days, they have an evaluation, they have care, right? So they, they've figured out a way to eliminate one of our biggest hurdles to people accessing care is time and finding it themselves and seeing if it works with your insurance. I mean, we have this with the medical care too. It's just um, less sort of, you know, I don't even know, was it the eighties? We were like begging health insurance to cover any of it. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. it's a short little history of it not being awesome. So anyway, so some innovation has come about there's online psychiatric care and, you know, clinical interventions, things that just didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we're sort of, tackling some of that um yeah. which is cool yeah it is cool well uh, uh listener if you want to email wendy directly about some of that stuff you mentioned yeah you certainly can but uh yeah. it sounds sounds to me like maybe he's just i don't know he needs it he probably needs a change yeah. <laughs> this yeah. all sounds a little hard i don't know if i could sit there for three minutes with nothing i couldn't do it <laughs> i know yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be the, and I promise yeah. you, there are people who would feel every single second of them just talking. Yeah. So they will mm. just work. They're going to be working through yeah. some things. And sometimes people just need to be listened to, right? Yeah. I think it actually would work for me because if I do any sort of long drive, like hour plus drive, and there's nobody else in the car, I feel like I'm talking to myself the whole time. And <laughs> I might actually, might I might, for you. you know, you could just freeze frame a therapist on the other side of the zoom and I'd probably <laughs> save a ton of money and work all my, all my shit out. I love yeah, it. Let's just get a picture of like a really soothing looking calm human yeah. so on need. your phone. Yeah. And about 20 minutes in, I would start talking to my foot. Yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> that's the rule. Uh, well, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I didn't. I also learned something. I never heard of this dude before. This Noonian person, or this Jung. Sorry, Jung. Jung. It's spelled J U N G. There you have it. Yeah, he's great. In fact, there's a Deep Work is a book. I think Cal Rippingcourt. That's not his last name. I made that up. Cal Rippingcourt. Cal Davenport. Something with a port. Anyway. Uh, about, you know, just working deeper. We tend to all work surface ways and it's problematic for our, our well-being. It really is. And so he actually shares when Jung was, Jung had a really busy medical practice. He had a wife, he had life, kids in the city. I think he was in Geneva or Austria. I forgot where he was. Yeah. And um, so he, he built this like stone house in the countryside woods, like, you know, really pretty dark and didn't sound like very inviting anyway. And he would just leave and go to this house and just write and do his deep work. And so 
We would not have people, <laughs> if you cannot find space and time to have deep work, we would not have Carl Jung. That's true. But just this idea of like, you know, thinking and going deeper and like his, his history is pretty interesting. And a lot of people you, you might find as you scratch the surface around like that music you were talking about with Sting, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of uh, fans and followers of Jung. In fact, I mean, a lot of nerd stuff too, you guys maybe don't realize is Jung. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, I can see I'm that. sure. Yeah. Sure. So you should get to know him. Get yeah. to know you. Get to know Young. Yeah, he did a little mm-hmm. bit of LSD uh, research as well for a while there. Mm, hubba yeah. hubba. I don't yeah. know why I who, said that. Who hasn't at this point? Yeah, who? I mean, who's not on LSD <laughs> right? right now? You who's know? not doing LSD I'm on d- this call? On this call. <laughs> Uh, well, this is great. Good Wendy question. is always uh, awesome. And I am, uh, I'm personally excited just because I get to see my sisters in Vegas. But um, I know everybody else yeah. is pretty jazzed about it as well. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun next week. And it's, it's supposed to be, be nice, so like fun. 82 degrees when we get there. Oh, Ooh. It's yeah. be wow. Schedule, schedule some pool time. I don't uh, have any clothes. What am I going to do? <laughs> I have the same problem. Huh. Help me. No, that, that, you know, that's not a problem on Fremont Street. It is a problem on the script. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Saturday night it's on just, Fremont, you'll fit right in. You'll do great. I got 40,000 sweaters, you know. I'm not prepared. But it's going to be fun. So we'll try to do a, um, a real steps thing. I'll We'll reach out to people so they kind of know. And then, awesome. And then you guys have me doing stuff, right? Yeah. I'm going to be on a panel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, believe me. Okay. Yeah. You got stuff. You got plans. Oh. Brian, are you going to make me play a video game? No. Oh, gosh, no. No, oh, but if you want, might. if you want your to go, might. yeah, you yeah. want to go to that arcade thing on, uh, or you may be gone by then. When you guys leave, how late Thursday. are you? Thursday. Oh, you can oh, maybe yeah, go. You'll be around for the video game. We're tournament. going to this video game tournament where it's all old games like dad used to have. Oh, that's so fun. It is fun. You should go to that. Um, Kim just sits in a, at a booth and yaps with all her buddies from the event. But I, <laughs> Brian and I actually compete and we got, I don't know how many people are competing. Yeah. It's like 60, uh, 64. 64. I think, I think I have 61 names in there and I just added three. Oops. I forgot to sign up, uh, names. So sure. we'll have 64. So yeah. Wendy, if you're old, okay. like battle zone or, uh, the missile Can, command, let me just tell you that I'm, <laughs> I'm really good at those games. I yeah. thought you were gonna make me do a modern. No, games these are old classics. No, 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 we'd love to have oh, you. You're very com- and she's very competitive. Wendy is, she would be very Here's the thing. cool. There is this place. If you ever come to Minneapolis, anyone go, it's called can can wonderland. And it was like an old, you know, industrial building that they've retrofitted and it is full of old video games. You pay 10 bucks and you can come mm-hmm. play for as long as you want and more pinball machines than I've ever seen in my life, but it has hundred year old games oh, like man. wooden. The first <laughs> oh, wow. race car driving game is wooden. I can't even describe it. <laughs> that sounds it's awesome. It's the craziest thing. It's super, super fun. And then old mechanical, cool. uh, yeah. like pre pinball yeah, stuff. Like, and yeah. I'm awesome at the old ones. I'm yeah. really good at old things. <laughs> so you'll like this then. We'll yeah, I think you should come in there. Please even do. if you don't compete, I, I want you to play Joust or something and blow our minds with fun. your prowess. Sure. Uh, it's That'll windy. Be so fun. Have a fantastic week. Uh, realsteps.org, everybody, if you want to hear about uh, or study up on what that's all about. Wendy, have a great week. We'll see you next okay. week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Have a safe flight from the Twin Cities, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's what you hope. Uh, all right, check this out. We're done, but I want to mention a couple upcoming things. You already mentioned today, Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Bicycle. Bicycle. Of course, that song will be part of it. Of I course. would assume so. Twitch.tv sure. slash Coverville. Yep, so get in there. Get that done. Uh, tonight, Core, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, me, John, Bo, we got a big show today. And we won't be missing next week. We're just going to push it to Friday. So after I get back oh, from nice. Vegas, we'll uh, we'll have a Core. So that'll be fun. Wow. 
Uh, should be a new diary episode today. And also tomorrow, Couch Party Live will be uh, uh, the first half of Vegas Vacation. Correct. And yes. then two, I think two weeks later, we'll see the final half. <laughs> That's right. It'll be, uh, you know, it'll be a Vegas sandwich. We'll have Vegas Vacation Part 1, Vegas, yep. and then Vegas Vacation Part 2. I can't think of any better way to, su- to support our trip than this. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's tomorrow. That'll be at uh, 10 a.m. Mountain for those who are not aware. If you are a patron, then you're in. If you are not able to be there yeah. and you're still a patron, we put up the video now so you can see it later. And there's audio as well. So watch for that. Uh, big thanks to all our Patreon people for making that possible. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go. Go learn all about the benefits of joining us over there and do it today. That'll do it for us. Let's get out of here with a song. What do you got? Toots McLaren wrote in. What? I want to hear Toots on the Moon. Toots. <laughs> T-O-O-T-S. Wow. Uh, hi, Brian. Finally, after three years, my birthday lands on an episode day. Uh, hopefully my request is chosen to play a cover of The Cult. It's difficult to find a good one. Firewoman by Jizzy Pearl will do. If you don't know of a better one, here's to me turning 52. Cheers, mate. Oh, my gosh. Let's party. Grats. Welcome to the club. Excellent. Yeah. And and sorry, this is a couple days late. We had a ton of requests for this week. And uh, so I had a, it's a, it's a couple days late, Tuts, but I hope you'll forgive me for that. Um <laughs> It's just fun saying toots. It's hey, fun toots. saying toots, 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 right? Yeah. 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 I feel like it's such an old term. We don't get to say it the way people used to say it. So That's right. So it's fun to have someone's name where we can actually have a chance to dig that thing exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Or if you're if you're an old jazz musician, then it'd be pronounced toots. Oh, uh, toots. Ah, toots. Here, toots blowing that horn. Oh, he's great. <laughs> anyway. Um, Firewoman, originally by The Cult, performed here by Jizzy Pearl. I found this on a uh, great collection called 150 80s Hair Metal Undercover Hits. So Whoa. it's... Wow. Uh, an album of several albums of uh, 80s hair metal covers, including nice. this one. I wouldn't necessarily call the cult hair metal, but whatever. Here is <laughs> Jizzy Pearl and Firewoman. All right, here it is. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back uh, not next week. <laughs> this is this is our goodbye for the podcast for at least one Earth week. Okay, everybody? Right. But exactly. there will be content from Vegas. We'll have Don't some live at least streaming. one Earth week. It'll be one Earth week. Or, uh, it'll oh, really be... Yeah, a maximum of one Earth week. Exactly. Right. We'll be uh, back on May 1st. That's right. And you'll be here with us, and it'll be great. For those of you who can attend, you're like, oh, all that week with no content? I promise you we'll be putting stuff up. May not be full shows, but mm-hmm. we're putting stuff up. And when it's all over, our live show will be on the feed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So everyone, just chill the F out. Just kidding. All right, that's it for us. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time.
If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. BFG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow-up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.